This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hosedale Radio. Of all the unlikely heroes, it's Scannell, Ambrose, goal! Darren Ambrose for Crystal Palace, and that may do it! Flick goalwards, it's an own goal from Popovich! Hello, and welcome to Homestyle Radio, with me, your host, Chris Hambling. And with me today, I have Aaron Mitchell and Nicholas Gusset. Hello, gentlemen. Good Hello. evening. Yeah, good work. Now, Nick's been having some trouble with his microphone pre-show. Uh, can I just check how you sound, Nick? Hello. Hello. No, hello, everybody. Oh, you sound perfect now. Oh, <laughs> oh. Tornado blowing through. Jeez Louise. It's exactly the kind of problems I'm talking about. Anyway, obviously, welcome to the show. Uh, just to run through our contact details once more, even though Jingle Man gave them to you a second ago, it's uh, twitter.com forward slash whole radio, include at whole radio with your message, and young Nick Gusset is monitoring Twitter today. Mm, that's going to go well, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> you can also message us on Facebook. <clears throat> Something in my throat already. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash whole radio, and I'll pick up your messages there because I'm logged into Facebook for a change. Uh, you can visit the chat room. It's wholeradio.net forward slash chat. Um, hopefully Nick's in there, and maybe one I'm or two of us. I'm all on my own. If you can join Nick in the chat room, that would be marvellous. But, you know, he'll probably give up after a while if no one does. Um, you can email us. It's radio at homesdale.net. Got a fair few in already. Um, hopefully we'll get to them all. But if you've got something important to say, uh, say it. It'd be good. Good to hear from you. And um, more importantly... Um, it gives us uh, some work we don't have to do. And also, finally, you can give us a call at any point. Um, suggestions today would be during the Cardiff, Cardiff game to get something off your chest, maybe. Uh, it's 0208 123 1646. Calls charged at your local rate will come out of your bundle. And uh, I paid to renew that, that telephone number today out of my own pocket. So be, no, you can use it. Um, well, there's some sort of sound in the background that I won't say what it did sound like, but um, let's hope it was just some clapping. <clears throat> okay, just to sort of catch up with you guys, really. Aaron, you were at a, at a week or so off the show. What have you been up to? Anything exciting? Not much, although I must say my eyes are as red as a vampire's today. It's not nice. Why is that? 
Went swimming, got splashed in the face. It stings like a bitch. Lovely. You've said the word yeah. bitch there quite early on on, on the show. Do you want to apologise? <laughs> I'm very sorry. Good. All right. Nicholas, what have you been up to? Same old, same old. Work and stuff. Um, junior football this morning. Took my boy over to Wallington. That was good. Bit of a, bit of a huge pitch for a seven-year-old. But, yeah, they mm. did all right. They got, got beat 1-0. But um, they played well. Played well. Well, I assume you chewed, chewed them out a bit after that defeat. You can't have them being, you know, losers this early in life, Nick. You know, there's plenty of time for that. But you can't junior football's no joke, is it? No, no, it's not. <laughs> I actually they did uh, play in a palace kit though, so we'll we'll, oh, that, we'll give them a bit of junior yeah, credit. Actually, actually, my real opinion, Nick, is that the junior football is taken way too seriously, and we should be encouraging people to enjoy themselves. You know, it's just what well, I, I think. What I can't believe, hello Jordan999 in the chat room, what I can't believe is they're actually <laughs> starting to rope off the pitches now to keep the parents back, That's which is a great. sad state of affairs. It is a sad state of affairs, but it's a good call. When I used to play when I was you know, young and thin, um, <laughs> that was once. Uh, so long ago. Um, you, even had the, you even had the issues back then with, with parents just, just you know, unable to accept that their, their child was just there to have a good time. And um, and you know, giving referees all sorts of abuse. You know, that's not what we really need for for young football. Incidentally, the fact that I said you know there reminds me. If listeners want to play a, a drinking game along to Hull Radio, you have a drink for every time one of us says you know, and then um, yeah, and then you'll be plastered within six or seven minutes. Pretty much. But, mm, okay. Well, I, I've got a story for you from uh, from yesterday. Here we go. Now. <laughs> As, as you know, my stories usually are about me embarrassing myself. Fortunately, there were no other witnesses, but I am about to tell everyone... Nick, can you stop rubbing that microphone on your crotch, please? Um, I'm about to embarrass myself anyway. So, basically, uh, I on the way up to, to watch the Cardiff game, I repeated something I did for the Man United game, which was to buy a, a bottle of champagne uh, to open in celebration after the game. So, obviously, this time around, there was no celebrating after that game, and we'll, and we'll get to the... Uh, the ins and outs of that particular situation. Uh, but anyway, I found the bottle of champagne yesterday at home and I thought, eh, I may as well drink it. <clears throat> uh, upon opening it in a enclosed environment, um, yeah, let's just say <laughs> I, shot the, I shot the cork directly into my own face and then the, um, <laughs> and then the plume of champagne completely soaked me and the chair I was sitting in. Uh, oh, I felt quite stupid after that. Sounds wrong, man. <laughs> so I just, yeah. Yeah, it's quite done euphemistic it? for something, actually. It doesn't. It just. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> does. Yeah, yeah. Hard oh, to be that young again. Anyway, um, <clears throat> that's something else. All right. Well, that we'll we'll leave that stuff right there. Um, and let's. The first thing I want to do today is we'll obviously transfer uh, transfer window season at the moment. Um, uh, not not long till that window shuts, really. And as as you were saying earlier, Nick, I think if anyone doesn't feature in the Brighton game who we're expecting to see I think the, uh, the signs are that they are off so we've got a few potential ins and outs to discuss who were um, the most obvious one being being Klein to Man United now I there was a very strong rumour after the uh, game in Cardiff amongst supporters that the deal to Man United had been done for £3 million with a loan back for the rest of the season and it was supposed to happen in the, the following morning now obviously that's one of those things that hasn't materialised but that's that's the strong rumour. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Aaron? Um, it, it's quite um, believable, to be honest, because you know a lot of Premier League clubs have been sniffing around Klein for quite a while now, because he, you know, he's an England player and he's shown good, consistent performances at Palace. But it hasn't. If it was said to be, it was done the next morning, and it hasn't materialised. It's either something has stalled, 
maybe you know personal terms something like that mm. or you know it might, it might have collapsed it just doesn't seem I don't know it's difficult to put my finger on it but I'll I leave mean, Nick well, to get his fourteen yeah. because I've lost words <laughs> <laughs> fair enough I surprised you with the question Nick what I would well in terms of the actual deal do you think it's the right time to get to get Klein out the door a lot of people are saying they wouldn't want a loan back um, you know they'd like to take the money and get his replacement in now, which which most people want, seem to want uh, Dumbaya, if possible. Uh, I mean, I was, what are your feelings on that? I was going to mention Dumbaya, actually, because um, I haven't seen him once and heard about him from, from you and uh, people of your ilk. He seems a, a very good replacement, and looking at the um, Donny fan pages, they seem to think that he's, uh, you know, they're, they're a bit upset about him going, but he seems very keen to be down here. Um Jordan999 yeah. in the chat rooms just said um, the whole client to man you might be uh, complete BS. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking it. It's one of those things that everyone seems so sure it was going to happen. And I mean, I heard it myself and I thought, well, that sounds sounds plausible given it's what we've It's the money, read. isn't it? And yeah. the club just seems right. Yeah, um, but, oh, well, I was pleasantly surprised. I don't know. I've, I've, been reading, I've been reading a lot of people saying that, that you know, they very much want the deal done. Um, and that they wouldn't want him to be loaned back for the rest of the season. All I would say to that is I understand the reasoning behind that and the, and the planning, but with Nathaniel Klein in the team, we concede far goals statistically than when, when he's not in the team, and that's you know, that over the course of the season you can measure that. So, you know, he's a fantastic player, a great youth product. We know he's going to go. We we I'm, you know, I'm still expecting it to be at the end of the season because I think that's what he wants. I think he. He's been told by whoever his representative is, run down your contract. You know, then you've got your pick of uh, signing on fees, and you can, you know, there's no transfer fee, so you can get larger wages. It's the best thing for you. Take your pick of the clubs. I think it might backfire in some ways. I think maybe the offers that a lot of the time you, you find this, the offers that are supposedly going to materialise don't. I think maybe Anthony Gardner suffered a bit of that at the end of last season, mm. where he was offered a deal by us and, and decided to shop shop round a little bit. I think maybe he was surprised that. Perhaps someone had been an agent or a representative of another club had been promising something would materialise that didn't. So that's what I think uh, Klein's got to be very, very careful of. But certainly, you know, Man United have a, a vacancy for a, a long-term right-back. Um, and he has the flexibility to play on the left as well. He's a young English player. All the all the you know, hallmarks are there. And we know, we know as Palace fans, how, that he is good enough. Uh, maybe not right now to play week in, week out, but he will be. Um, yeah, um, it's interesting that he, he had a bit of a pants game on um, he did, yeah. Tuesday. I'm sure we'll come on to that later. Um, can I just say that I haven't heard the words not materialise since the last Star Trek movie when they're having trouble with the transporter. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've been watching Star Trek? It's quite concerning. Yes. All right, fair I'm enough. Worried I'm worried for Nick now. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, well, that's, that's Klein done, so let's talk about Zaha. Um the strong rumour and confirmed interest uh, from Owen Coyle is, is that uh, Zaha to Bolton. Uh, very m- many other teams mentioned with an interest, including Man United and Liverpool and Newcastle. Um, Jerry's comment of, um, I think this was on Facebook, he put, Ha ha, Bolton, you have no chance of buying Zaha, not for five million anyway. Uh, I very much echo that. Um, I think it'd be, well... If that's the only confirmed interest, I think we've got nothing really to worry about. Uh, Bolton aren't going to spend the sort of money we would want to um, to get rid of him. And um, 
and certainly I don't think it's the right club for him. Uh, Nick, what's your opinion? Yeah, um, IT just tweeted, um, thanks for tuning in, IT, and listening closely. He really hopes Klein and Zaha stay with us for another season to keep their feet on the ground. Well, I don't think Klein's going to be here another season, is he, because of the whole contract thing. But mm-hmm. Zaha, you know, with his contract that is. Um, He's um, just signed. Hopefully that was a bit of a ruse to try and get more money for him. But Steve Parrish himself said on this show when we interviewed him a few weeks ago that um, he didn't want to see Palace as a production line just mm, to bring absolutely. out youth and sell them on. So, you know, that gives me a little bit of faith. But Dougie said, you know, he can never say never. Mm, that was a you know if anyone's drinking and I just said it again. So that's two quick drinks. Um, so... <laughs> Aaron, uh, you've heard Nick sort of say that there's there's a desire from the club not to be a production line. What's your thoughts? Uh, it's just sort of confusing to because the contracts not mean anything anymore. You know, he's he's signed an extra year. That Four. that indicates that he should stay at the club for that time. But it just seems to be that managers they couldn't care now. He's signed the contract, but they still think if they can offer a certain amount of money, then he'll go. Zaha's well, yeah. completely different. If you look at, um, I've met him after the game once. He's a very sort of quiet character compared to what he was on the pitch. He changes completely. And I don't think he's the kind of person who'd be lured away quite quickly. And as Nick said, you know, from that tweet, keeping their feet on the ground, I think that's what he's definitely got to do. Yeah. Well, I don't know if anyone saw it on Twitter earlier on. Wilf um, tweeted a picture talking about he'd been at Palace for such a long time. Um, I don't know if it's read anything into that. I'm not going to because a lot of people read far too much into to in, innocent comments. But he put a picture up of him... I don't know how old he was. He couldn't be more than seven or eight. And it just looked, it's, yeah, it's pretty funny to look at. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he has been here a long, long time. He knows this football club and he knows he knows what he gets here. And he, I, was, I was saying it on the boards earlier in the week. It's just he's well looked after here. And, and unless the club gets a stupid offer and the manager decides that the money we get for that can be used to, 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 better, to better ourselves, to further the club, then... You know, then what's the point? We're not going to do him any favours, and, and then that leads on to to other youngsters in this in the academy. When we're saying to them, we'll always do right by you, we'll look after you, all this sort of stuff. It, it, it rings hollow if you just sell to the highest bidder at the earliest opportunity. And I don't think we're that sort of club anymore. No. Um, so, uh, Nick, you're, you're, you said me. Off you go. I did say me, but I actually meant Kev. Kev P of CPFC in the chat room. I'm giving you a okay. wave, although you can't see me. He's saying is three million a good price for Will. I mean, what would be a good price for him to go? Personally, three million is not a good price. I know there's a, it's kind of one of those debates going on. It sort of changes. Last season it was take one and a half million. This season it's take three or take five. For me, I think he's got he's got um, the kind of ability that you. That, you can't teach, you can't coach that natural ability he has. Um, other, you know, premiership managers have seen it. Uh, we know the the England setups looking very closely at him and wanting him to commit to them, uh, despite being being from the Ivory Coast. It's it's a very complicated situation. I, you know, I've spoken on the show loads of times about how I think you, you, can, you can compare him. Um, maybe not in terms of overall ability, but the sort of way he's come through compared with with a young Ronaldo, mm. Cristiano, not not a huge Ronaldo. Uh, no, in the, in the he, you know, he's all he's all tricks and endeavour and a bit of pace, and then but but you know he's getting criticised for his end product and say so everyone because of the plays become everyone's forgotten the whole lollipops thing that uh, Ron Atkinson coined for, for Ronaldo, Ronaldo mm. and, and said that you know all he's doing. 
he's got he got you know royally the piss taken out of him for for the step overs that he made and that's that's the sort of thing I'm referring to. Wilf's at that end of his career. He's just coming through. He's just learning. He's just trying to work out. You, you can't you know, start criticising him this early, can you? Well, no, but you, you can obviously make constructive criticism. You can yes. say he should have should have done this, should have done that, and you can get frustrated. We we all do when he you know when he chooses to take on three players because his head's not up and he can't mm. see another option. And quite often, to be completely fair to Wolf, there isn't another option. No, but. Um, we're just getting a phone call in. I'm not sure how to... Oh, here we go. Hello? Hello? Oh, no. Oh, he's gone. Oh, that was Tyler. Tyler Smart. If you want to try again, Tyler. It took me a while to realise that the phone was ringing there. So that's all that was. Um, <laughs> I'll try again in the future. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, um, you know, what I'll say is, 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 you know, Wilf himself knows how far he can go. And, and I think... Taking any kind of money below, sort of, I mean, you're talking seven and eight million pounds, given his age and his potential. He, you know, there's no guarantee of anyone will ever live up fully to their potential, 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 potential. But I think he will. Ooh, got that out of my system in the end. Um, let's let's not dwell too much longer. We've got we could do a whole show on Wilf, I think, and we, we nearly have done at the moment. Um, this morning there was a, a rumor of Sean Scannell um, going to Cardiff. Now that came from a Cardiff fan who, who claims there's a rumour at their end. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about that because I don't really know the ins and outs of, of whether it's got any kind of a source or anything like that. Mm. Sean, Sean signed a long-term contract with Palace. Um, great start to the season and, and tailed off a bit, but certainly recently he's he's looked very promising, I think, in his appearances off the bench. so And certainly at Cardiff, before sending off, he, he looked like he was going to change the game. So... The, the debate with Sean will always be, he, we want to see him as a striker. He started playing very well as a striker earlier on in the season. So why don't we keep that going? That's the kind of constant debate, really. Um, Aaron? Mm, yeah, you were saying about Klein's performances. I thought he looked quite good um, at the Cardiff game. We'll get to that later, obviously. But he looked to have a sort of more enthusiasm than he has done of late. And also, he's South London, you know, born and bred. And that... I always think that can have an influence. It's his home club, and I think he wouldn't want to be taken away from where he is and moved to Cardiff. But as you said, it's a rumour at their end. I won't believe it until we get something our end, to be honest. Mm. No, absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> so I've not really, I've not really uh, researched it beyond just seeing that, that someone had posted, posted it up on the BBS there. But I found it, just found it a very, very odd situation that, that someone would pick Sean Scannell and, and say that, that you know, he's the player that we're going to come and get from you. So mm. I, I guess there's probably some interest in it. And if you've seen Cardiff, um, I think they've agreed agreed a fee with Brighton for Craig Noon, um, which I'm quite happy about. <laughs> so they're obviously they're obviously very much looking to spend some money and push for this Premiership um, dream of theirs, which um, I can only hope that they fail. Quite frankly, only two um, Welsh teams in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not so much the Welsh thing. It's just um, yeah, a bit of bitterness on my part. But anyway, look. Um, I don't think I don't think that's a go of myself, but we might be surprised. Um, another sort of surprising rumor that came through this morning was um, that uh, Antonio Pedrosa is going to be on his way back to Mexico. Um, Rich Corley, I think, tweeted that's a story from the people. This, apparently, someone was suggesting it's a rehash of um, a, some, some comment from December that he hasn't settled or something like that. Uh, he wasn't a huge amount of money as a gamble. Um, 
personally, I'd be disappointed. I think we, we were told that it's going to take a bit of while, bit of a while for him to settle in. Um, but it'd be strange to cut our losses. I, I don't know how you feel about that, Nick. Yeah, Bubble was mentioned that in the chat room. He thinks it's just paper talk. Um, I can't really remember seeing him. He's, he's, he's one of these mysterious players that, that doesn't seem to get a look in. We seem to have lots of those players. So, I, mean, I, I don't really think I could make... I could understand him being a bit um, fed up with not being being in the, in the first-team squad that often. Mm. You know? Yeah, uh, I... I said that deliberately, did you notice, you know? And, yeah. <laughs> um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what he does after the transfer window with, with the ins and outs. Yeah, um, I, I, I didn't immediately believe it. Um, as, as Aaron's pointed out, he came on at Blackpool. Yes, he did. And, and he also played uh, a derby in the Cup um, and was decent. He was very decent, I have to say. Um, but, but, I mean, anyone who saw him pre-season would know that he, he's had a long way to come. He, he really looked... Um, Looked a little bit like a fish out of water, shall we say? It didn't look quite right. Um, lots of nice little flicks, lots of pace, but but look, just you know, struggled against what was a, a weak defence up there. But I, you know, I I think it's probably too early to cut any losses and to worry about it too much. But it was a surprising one to read this morning. I do have to say. Um, okay, well that's that's pretty much the outs covered. Um, we'll try and storm through these because we've got a lot to cover. Um, Inns, uh, apparently we're back in for Delaney from Ipswich. That's Damien Delaney, uh, Irish centre-back. It would make sense given that, you know, our centre-back cover are loans. Uh, this is someone we targeted previously. Um, you know, he's a good player when I've seen him. Um, but we'll have to wait and see if that one comes through. Probably leave that one there. Um, Michael Chambers from Dulwich, uh, seemingly a done deal. Uh, the comments from Dulwich at the weekend where he's out, out of their squad waiting to qu- complete his dream move. Obviously, we've got uh, Quay Taylor in from Dulwich before um, and they've got some agreement with this guy, their manager, Gavin Rose I think it is, is, is taking on lots of young um, you know, former league youth players who've been released and just, just giving them an, an opportunity to play first team football and it's starting to pay dividends I mean, Paul McCullum I think it was, went to West Ham around the time we got Taylor, who was also targeted by the people. This Chambers is, is rated very, very highly, despite being released by Reading. Promising stuff, and we obviously we played in pre-season, we've got a little bit of a link going on there, which is nice, nice to see, and they're not their low-risk signings. Now, Chambers is, I think, 17, something like that. It's a low-risk signing, really. Uh, so I, I can't really see any major problem with us... Um, going for that sort of thing. Um, Nick's reminded me just to remind you of the context if you want to get in touch with us today. That'd be good because I haven't actually got that document open. It'd be good to hear some of our listener feedback. Okay, good work. It's uh, twitter.com forward slash whole radio at whole radio with your message, please. Facebook.com forward slash whole radio. We'll pick up messages there. You can join Nick in the chat room, wholeradio.net forward slash chat. The email is radio at homesdale.net. And finally, you can give us a call on 0208 123 1646. There's an interesting tweet to us from uh, Lee CPFC at Lee CPFC uh, on the 27th of January. Is it true we're getting Jermaine Pom Pom Smith from Dulwich? (laughs) Sounds like a curry to me, doesn't it? Jesus. I think that's uh, Jermaine Poppadom Smith. <laughs> uh, Have you heard of him, um, Jermaine Pom Pom Smith? Is no, I'm not sure of... he exists. Maybe in uh, in Lee's mind, he exists. Uh, He's I'm probably got him on his FIFA squad. I thought, Jermaine, you know, greater player. 
It's Jermaine. one of those things. Do you know, I might have to Google Jermaine Pom Pom Smith. Don't, don't, gonna... don't mind me. I'm just going um, oh, to... I don't want to do that. Yes. <laughs> Um, well, well you, you, while, you while you're googling, Chris, it's, yeah. it's really interesting. I've noticed we've got James Vardy from Fleetwood down, and all the press reports I've written, they, they, these players we're going in for seem to have Premiership interest as well. So, I mean, I think that says a lot for our youth setup that these players are choosing us over yeah. Premiership, yeah. and maybe they yeah, exactly. have um, JB as well and um, learning lessons. I think I think it's possible. Certainly, I, I don't think I think being a local side to Dalish doesn't do us any harm at all um you know you know <laughs> um oh, I've given you know myself... there's another drink down the hatch oh my god give myself a you know <laughs> complex but no what i'm saying is is i just think that i think there's a there's an obvious link there, isn't there between us and dulwich whether it's an official link or not it's just it makes so much sense if they're ready for for that next step up we're a club looking to to build solid foundations and not spend a huge amount of money if they, if they prove themselves at Dulwich and they, and they start getting that attention, we're, we're a nice logical next step up, I think. And, and certainly, I've been very, very impressed with Quade Taylor when I've seen him. And if and if, if, um, if Chambers, Chambers is half as good, then then I think we've done well. So, yeah, I mean, interesting times on, on that side. And you know, like they say, we're bringing them into an academy and giving them. I mean, I think at seventeen, you'll be given probably a pro contract straight away. Play, you know, play a year in the under 18s and, and then see how he gets on in the development squad. Um, and like you say, we're mentioning Jamie Vardy from Fleetwood. I don't, I think that's been denied. It's, I'll very, very quickly cover that. He's a, he's a guy who he played at Halifax. He's all played, plays up front and on the left wing. Uh, scored a hell of a lot of goals, a shockingly large amount of goals. But um, the fee being talked about was £700,000 for front. For a non league player, it's, it's too much. That'll make them the man city of the non league, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I what, just you mean they're not going to win anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I think, I mean, even if, if that was all add-ons and him making, I don't know, an international appearance or something, maybe I could understand it. But I don't think that sort of money should be flashed around. According at that to level. the, um, sorry, Chris. According to the non-league paper, Jamie Vardy's on his way to Southampton. Oh really? I wonder if it'd be any. Well, they've got a lot of money to spend, but I, I don't know if it'd be anywhere near seven hundred thousand. I'd be very surprised. With a loan but, back. Oh, right. of the season. That seems to be de rigueur at the moment, doesn't it? Like mm. back to the end of the season. And it does. Well, it makes sense for a player's not quite ready for the step up, but uh, you know, it depends how much money you want to start f- throwing around. Um, <coughs> yeah. Just a quick reference to the the two loans that went out this week. Uh, I've got some information on those, but we won't dwell on it. We'll have a quick chat about the um, the final loan before we move on to talking about Cardiff. But um, K- uh, Kieran Cadogan, obviously, he has gone to Rotherham. He played in. Uh, full 90 minutes in that first game there. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and yeah, uh, he, there was a 3-2 defeat at the hands of Dagenham for Rotherham United. He um, played full 90 minutes, got an assist, and there's a, a comment I picked off one of their websites. He said, played very well for an hour and then seemed to tire, made a lot of space for himself, I think that's supposed to say. Always wanting the ball. We ain't got many of them players, it says. If it wasn't for some poor finishing by ourselves... It would have had a couple of assists. Good player, exciting to watch at times. Uh, we wanted the ball all the time. Man of the match for me, very good player. Um, the Well, obviously, we, I, I would have thought in that division, Kieran would be tearing out, really. And, um, yeah, I, I, it, there's, there's, we've had a debate on him before. Obviously, he's been on the, the show before as well. No one can quite understand what it is keeping him away from the first team. Played very well up at, at Blackpool. I Are think maybe... A- go on. 
you had nothing but good things to say about him mm. um, last week. I must say it was a good show last week, by the way. Um, Thanks. To the first one I missed, but I listened to the podcast in the car. Very good. And um, you had nothing but praise for Kadogan. And I don't know what rumours are going round about him not being included in the squad with Dougie, but he, j- no, he just seems to um, be wasted by not being picked, which is probably yeah. why he's gone out on loan. I mean, I've, I've got some, re- some... I think maybe there's an issue with him as defensively, possibly not un- not fully understanding his responsibilities, maybe. But with the system we play, if he was playing the wide, uh, wide forward on the right-hand side, that wouldn't really be that much of an issue. And he seems perfect for that. So I can only assume that there's um, there's different issues, or oh, I don't know what really. He certainly he certainly knows how to put a cross in, and, and that's what we've been crying out for. So it does seem very odd. I mean, I know I've heard, well, I read on the BBS, I think it was someone was suggesting he'd been late for a few away trips and something like that, and you know that's the sort of stuff that you've got to set the right example by you know treating people fairly. And just because they're a good player, if they don't do things professionally. Uh, in, in the right manner, then maybe that's, that's some sort of a reason. But it just seems a little bit odd. Um, Nick, you've pointed out he costs a fortune on FIFA. That's um, he's, he's got a really good pace. He's eighty-two pace or something on FIFA. Four. I'm glad you pointed that out because, as you know, we judge everything on their FIFA statistics. Um, you do. Okay. Uh, just a quick word on Alex Marrow. Went up to Preston. Uh, started on the bench, but came on in the seventh minute after an injury. I think it was to Adam Barton. Uh, it was a 2-1 defeat. Um, there's some interesting comments, so I didn't spend too long on the Preston boards because there's, uh, there's a lot of anger about the appointment of Graham Wesley as their manager, which... You know, they wanted him out after the first game, didn't they? Yeah, they did, yeah. Um, but some people... Someone suggested that all the um, all the loan signings, that, sorry, all the four signings Wesley had made should never wear the shirt again, which includes Marrow. But someone also suggested that um, he was strong and confident in, in the middle of the park and look like the sort of player that they needed so you know mixed mixed stuff on there but I think there's a there's different things going on with the fans there I think there's a split between who's willing to give a manager a bit of time and who isn't so that's hard primarily to, tell. to build up his fitness isn't it man <laughs> it is really. yeah that's, that's that, that again some people took offence at his comments in an interview there that said you know he hasn't played a, he, no you know <laughs> he's you been know, playing yeah. he hasn't played a lot of football and um he he, you know, he just wanted to get some games under his belt, shall we say? And people took some offence to that, as if you know a League One team should immediately be signing these sort of players from us. They called him a Palace reserve, and he's not really that. He's just been out injured. Mm. Fully fit Alex Marrow on the form is a first team player. Uh, the final one I wanted to make mention of before we move on to Cardiff. We managed to take half an hour to do this. Impressive. Um, was Nathaniel Pinney, who's been on loan to Ebbsfleet for the last couple of months. Uh, and we've agreed to carry keep him there till the end of the season. I think his contract's up. Uh, he's played 13 games. He's scored six goals, and I don't know, couldn't find the number of assists, but he's regularly getting assists as well. He's uh, done very, very well down there. Um, I I was extremely impressed with Penny at the start of the season in pre-season. He, he I've said so at the time. He's a goal scorer. That's all he all he really is. All he's really thinking about. Uh, he's mm. a little bit reminiscent of of an Ebanks Blake. Um, that's the kind of style I would liken him to. But he's one of those where I just think, if you had him on the bench every now and this, <clears throat> this is when the, the seven subs rule has not helped us. With someone like him on the bench, I think he would have forced his way into the side with, with a couple of goals myself. Um, I'm, I'm 
frustrated to see him. But then again, he's down at obviously he's down at Ebbsfleet. It's not a massively high level of football. Uh, it just seems seems odd to me. I don't know if you've got any views on this, chaps. Silence. Dead silence. No, I'll, I'll, I'll chip in. Um, yes, Pinny. He's um, he's got the pace. He's got the control. He seems to be a very cool, casual player on the ball. He seems to have a, a, a much better head than his um, age suggests. And he, as you said, he's definitely got an eye for talent. That's what you need as a striker. You need someone who's going to go out there and go, right, I'm going to score. I'm going to do whatever it takes just to get that ball in the back of the net. And to be honest, I think that's what we've been lacking slightly this season. Mm. He could, you know, you said his contract's up at the end of the season. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so we'll have to see what happens there. He might end up staying or go somewhere else. But it's definitely a chance to renew it, I think we should do. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I think I think you cannot have, you cannot underestimate the the appeal of a goal scorer. We you know, no. we need one, and it just seems odd that we've got one out. I, I think he's 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 older than a lot of the young players coming through, so that kind of points you in the direction that we're looking just to further his career rather than looking at him as a player for Palace. But I find it a little bit frustrating in in, in a few ways, to be honest. A bit of a wasted um, talent, really, if you think of it that way. Just want to pick up on a, a comment from Graham Burt uh, regarding the transfer window. Whenever it loads on my computer, oh, for God's sake! Um, he 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 thinks that we should uh, be cashing in on the Klein situation now. Uh, there clearly is Premiership clubs interested, like Arsenal and Man United, acquiring out for a quality right back. So let's take the money and reinvest it uh, in, in much-needed midfield creativity. Ask when Jolly Williams will be back soon. Three to four weeks, he'll be in full training. I right hear. Um, he says, as for Wilf, he should stay for another season unless we get a silly offer. Uh, Eight million plus, he reckons. Now, let's go- take that, bear that in mind. Uh, thanks for those comments, Graham. I'll try and uh, pick up the rest of your email as we go uh, and then hand over to Nick in a sec. But I just wanted to pick up on something that was said uh, on the message boards uh, by Jeff Thomas. This is, this is kind of the other end of the Wilf debate. He says, where do these valuations come from, youngsters? Three million could be a good price for Wilf. Um, Nick, you wanted to speak anyway. I'm going to hand you on that subject and then you can move on. Um, well, uh, yeah, I know we wanted to move on away from the, tra- from the transfer stuff. Mm. Um, with, with regards to Jeff's comments there, is, you know, three million. Like you said earlier, we would have snatched that a year ago. It, it's all about the potential. So maybe I don't know if there's sell-on clauses or appearance clauses or a number of goals and we... And we um, start to get some more money back perhaps um i, I was just gonna be devil's advocate here and, and should we cash in on some of these in inverted commas unfinished players and and buy some players that we know are the finished article to kind of shore up the team a little bit uh, it's a good question <laughs> um as if you could guarantee that buying a player as the finish, finished article is the finished article, and it's good that we've got finish in that statement, because I'm just about to use him as an example. You, you buy a finished striker in the form of Shefki Kuchi from a premiership club for two and a half million pounds, <laughs> and, and that's what you get, and you get exactly what we, we all laughed at just then. It's, that's my point. There's no, there are no guarantees that a player will settle at a football club. There are no guarantees... That they'll imp- they won't their value will increase. There's no guarantees that they will improve as players. It's it's a, it's a, it's one of those where a lot of people make it as a, like a sweeping statement. They'll say we should have done that and therefore it would have worked. It, there's no guarantee. Sometimes you've just got to think to yourself, you know, are our youngsters ever going to get a chance here? Because if they are, now is the time when we've got a gap in. If we can't look to our to our academy and try and fill that gap in our squad. Then, then we're not doing the right thing here. And if they then prove not good enough, then perhaps we go out and take that risk. But we certainly 
unless we have to, which is like we do in the case of Klein. We should not be going out and selling these players um, because it sends the wrong message to fans. It sends the, sends the wrong message to the players themselves. Um, and and you know, and it, again, it offers you no guarantee that you won't be weakening yourself. Um, and I think we're doing pretty well. You know, to be honest with you, I think we've done pretty well this season. But are we selling any... uh, youngsters if if we if we keep hold of all of them and they um, and they stay in the championship? That mm. shouldn't we be sending the message? Look, come to Palace when you're young, spend your first few seasons with us, um, develop your career, and then you could be a step. You know, this will be a really good stepping stone to something greater in your career, and, I, and I, use them in that way. Again, not my own opinion, just being yeah. devil's advocate. No, it's, it's a good point, Nick, and I think I think it's probably a good place place to leave it really that that's the ultimate question isn't it is the question is when when is the right time for a player to move on the club football club as it is right now the right time is when they've played a few seasons uh, at the level that we're at and they're ready to make that step up um if the football club can't go with them that's kind of the way i think about it i don't you know it's it's it is it's a catch-22 really how do we reach that level if we just let people go but you can't you can't hold people back either. So, you know, I don't think there's an obvious answer. I, I just think we've just got to we've got to do right by by our players. If they want to go, we let them go. Um, but we give them the best advice we can in the meantime, and try and treat them right, and try and give them the football that they need. And I think the, the sort of loans we're starting to see cause for years, we've been talking about loaning people out. They tend to go out for a month, come back, and then we never see them again. It's Getting them out long term, you know, end of the se- loan till the end of the season. Yes, we would love to see Kieran Cadogan come in and play, but for whatever reason, he's not going to. So let's give him let's give him a couple of months of you know solid first team football, and see if he can come back and and be undroppable and earn that new contract. And the same goes for the likes of Penny, and the same goes for getting out Alex Marrow fit. He's he's been out so long. It's it's going to be hard for him to get back in the side with Jedinak and KG and David Wright. You know, those three have have had good seasons, in in my view. I said KG's perhaps the one who hasn't lived up to per, perhaps his billing, if you like. But yeah, no, it's interesting, interesting times, really. But I'll, I'll be glad when the window's shut. Let's put it that way. Um, mm. <coughs> excuse me. All right, well, let's move on from from transfers. We'll obviously be coming back to them next week. Uh, I'll come on to next week at the end of the show. It probably won't be a live show next week because we're all at this quiz thing, but I'm not completely sure what we'll do. Anyway, I'll figure that out, but let's just say next week we'll come back to that and and we'll review uh, how the transfer window went. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about Cardiff, shall we? Um, Do we have to? Hang on, sorry. um, I think Aaron's got some uh, news on the the curry match. I couldn't, no, I couldn't find anything about Jermaine Pompom Smith. I, t- uh, I typed it in Google and it came up MP Lounge of some sort. <laughs> God knows what. I don't know what that question was. I'm going to pretend it never happened. Um, Fair enough. Moving on. Yeah, moving swiftly on to Cardiff. So, anyway, um, we went up there with a 1 0 <clears> lead. <throat> Hadn't conceded an away goal. Feeling pretty happy. Uh, the starting lineup was a strong team, as we expected, following the decision to rest the majority of our first teamers up at uh, Blackpool there. Um, obviously, key key idea was to keep it tight very early on. And unfortunately, was it seven minutes in? Six minutes? and a half, something like that. Unfortunately, uh, Anthony Gardner heads the ball we shouldn't be heading. And uh, and we and we immediately concede an own goal. Um 
disappointing and obviously gave the emphasis to Cardiff. You saw how we played for the rest of the game, so you can imagine how frustrated they would have got and how difficult things would have gotten. You know, you saw what the game plan was, but it, it was well and truly thrown out of the window pretty much straight away. So, mm. I mean, there's not much, too much more to add on that other than that was disappointing. Uh, and on the balance of play, we were second best throughout the throughout the entire game. I think it's fair to say. Um, Cardiff created a lot of chances. I think we we didn't we didn't have a direct shot on target all game, including extra time. Uh, we did break dangerously on a number of occasions. Uh, certainly when Scannell came on, we looked uh, a lot tougher. Looked a lot. We had a bit more pace up front. Um, but very soon after Scannell came on, Paddy gets sent off. Um, let's talk about that, guys. Uh, you you watched it on TV. I didn't have that benefit. I was obviously at the game. Uh, was we it, had the benefit it, of replays. <laughs> first of all, uh, Aaron, was it two yellow cards? Were they both deserving yet yellow cards? Uh, for me, no. You, you can the, the initial looking at it for Paddy was yes because he's coming pretty hard and fast. That sounds a bit wrong, but whatever. Yeah. But looking <laughs> looking at it over uh, over again, he, there's nothing much in it. He's for a start, he's not the last man. For a second, that's a defender. That's what he's going to do. He's got to get up to the forward and stop him from playing the next ball, turning him. And for me, there's not much real contact. So. How it's a red card, I've got no idea. Howard Webb, for me, just didn't have a good game, to be honest. Well, it was a second yellow, and he he, he did kind of pack him down a bit, but... Yeah, I would agree it's it, a yellow, It, it was but... harsh, and I'm not sure yeah. that the, the first one was kind of... Mm. I don't know, I, I think you just had a rush of blood to the head. Well, probably both Webb and um, McCarthy. Yeah. Um, having said that, I, I thought we defended stoutly in the end. We, and when, when Scannell came on... Uh, we we did have that moment where it looked like for a second we were going to score, and I know we got a couple yeah. of emails about our lack of chances. I'm sure we'll come on to later. Yeah, but um, I I really thought it was going to be our day, especially as they hit the wood woodwork. So are they, are they really made of wood? I thought they'd be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, it's interesting questions. Um, I look I, at the game. We had the same thoughts. To be honest, Nick. We um. Well, are they made of metal? Yeah, that, yeah, and we just could not make our minds up. Uh, and so then we were started talking about whether or not it was going to be our day, just because uh, Cardiff hit the woodwork so much. Um, you have, yeah, you have to think it's got to be, don't you? Really, you just at the time we were thinking it's written in the stars, whatever you want, however you want to say it. They can't, they can't put the ball past us. The only goal that they've scored was our own. Let's. You know, let, let's just go on and win this, and we were happy to get to prize. Aaron, you wanted to chip in with something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if any of uh, either of yourselves noticed, but I, I certainly did notice that every time we kicked off, whether it's in well, not necessarily the first half, but the second half, and the two halves of uh, extra time, we seemed to be more calm on the ball. And we were passing about. There were a few times early on in the halves where we got the ball on the floor. And we started knocking it about, and I think that was when Scannell put Zahar through. Yeah. And then, uh, for some reason, we just sort of tailed off. I don't see why we couldn't have continued doing that. It was nice to see well, that passing, and it sort of just faded away, unfortunately. Well, I think that the, the setting off changed changed the emphasis. But you're right. I, I would say Dougie's comments after the game were, were you know were a fair reflection in that 
we just we had started to come into the game and starting to have you know put our own effect on it. I haven't been able to to watch it back since. I've still got it on Sky Plus, and I was supposed to watch it before this show, but I just can't bring myself to do it. it really does hurt too much. But I, I thought I thought we were starting to look a better side, but that that doesn't really that obviously that offers no guarantees in itself that we wouldn't have opened ourselves up and. and been more likely to concede so i think i think if you take the game as a whole it's hard to argue that we didn't deserve to lose but it's a heroic effort but i mean that's one of it's one of those where it's a heroic effort but because it counts for nothing when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It just, you know, it just does not feel right. Um, no. I, I, I mean, I was, you know, I left that game and, 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 I, and I was gutted and I, and I still feel gutted now. Now the dust has settled, I'm not angry with any of the decisions made. I think we probably gave it our best shot. Paddy remained on the pitch. Who knows what would have happened? But you know he didn't. Um, Nick, Nick, if you wanted to read Jerry's email, go for it. Yeah, um, hello, Jerry. Can you get nearer your regular microphone, listener. regular listener? Um, as proud as I am, only conceding one goal in over play against Cardiff, especially in the circumstances. The fact is that we didn't have one single shot on target against our Welsh opponents during open play. Mm. For much of open play, we lived a charmed life, enjoying the luck of the work of more than a couple of times. We were clearly second best, and Cardiff deserved their Wembley appointment next month. Undoubtedly, we've made progress this season with Dougie and staff, making it very difficult for a team to beat us. No team has completely rolled us over this season so far, apart from Cardiff in the penalty shootout. We bought off the spot kicks. Most disappointing aspect for me is that we were unable to take our chances on the occasions they arise. If we're to push on to the next few weeks, we must try and address the lack of creativeness in midfield. Murray, as I mentioned before, he says we don't. We we need to play the ball forward up to assist Murray, playing four four two more. And as Dougie famous four 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 five one, we don't get overrun in midfield. So we're too defensive, which mutes our attacking option. And he's imagining how frustrated Murray is. Uh, we need to persevere with another forward up front. Um, mm. He said he definitely needs more support. I don't feel playing one up front is working for us. I need I think Murray needs to play with someone alongside him. He's hoping we beat the seaweed on Tuesday. And he's mentioned something about the badge, but um, we'll mention yeah, we'll that pick, later, shall we? We'll pick that up later on, even though I think, yet again, we're going to probably have to bump the badge out of the show. But we'll have a quick chat about that a little bit later on. Um, there's a lot in there, and w- well done for coping with the fact that I merged about three different messages into one go without editing there, Nick. I'm not sure what you have done to your microphone, but it's got worse all of a sudden. Um, stop rubbing it on your face is probably the best bet. <laughs> That's not my face. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to pick up on a few, a few of Jerry's points there. I mean, they're very relevant to the Cardiff game. We started with the four-five-one that we've we've come to expect. Um, 
as Jerry points out, we don't get overrunning midfield doing that. And I think when we talked to to Don Rogers last week, he's quite he was quite observant about that's the modern way. The modern way is to not lose for a game of football and then see see if you win it. Um, I thought I thought that was, a, that was a, a very good observation from him. Obviously, the man knows his stuff, but I think that's where we are as, as a football club, which is frustrating. But but at the same time, would we have a, a would we have had a semi final, the League Cup, and, and be looking to be safe in the league without doing that? Um, I think people feel feel that we're ready to start being more expansive with our play, and I'm inclined to to start agreeing with that now. At the start of the season, sort of well, ten, fifteen games into the season, I, I really wasn't on board. I was happy with with what I was seeing, but I think when when you go 120 minutes and you don't really create a, a clear goal scoring chance, you, you have to something has to be addressed. There is a problem. The problem is we're not creating anything. Um, we can win. We can win games through sheer endeavour and, and being lucky and picking up picking up one little chance but when you put yourself under too much pressure if you have to convert the only opportunity you get then then that the pressure of missing that opportunity and I, and I said we I said to the guys I was with we're going to get one chance here and we got one chance at the start of the second half I think it was Scannell went through um, after he came on I just that was it for me that was our one opportunity um, Aaron you wanted to pitch in a quick point yeah, talking about um, we're playing one man up front, we need to provide more service towards the players. We often don't tend to move forward quick enough as a unit. We normally have Murray up front by himself, and by the time he's got a chance to do anything with it, we're only on the halfway line before he's closed down by a defender. <clears throat> and I think the player we're missing is Johnny Williams, because every, every game I've been to see where he's played, we've got Murray, he's taken a ball down, and who do you see? That little blonde man belting it down the middle of the pitch in order to help him out and we we do need to stop as Jerry yeah. pointed out in his email we do need to stop playing 4-4-1-1 and have a 4-4-2 to support Murray more mm. I think um, yeah I didn't answer the phone apparently I should answer the phone the reason I didn't is I've got two screens to look at and it was ringing on one screen not another I apologise if you want to ring again I will definitely answer it you make a very good point, Aaron. I'm, but I, I am one of those people who, who will always go back to the point that there is no guarantee a 4-4-2 will produce a better result. There's no guarantee we'll see better football. There's no guarantee we'll create more chances or be more threatening up front. I've seen us go 4-4-2 pretty much once this season. And it was when we were 1-0 down to Leicester and looking dangerous but not creating quite enough. Um, yeah, we Dougie then quite rightly looked to look to put a bit more effort in, and we ended up losing that game three nil. Now it's perhaps a little bit misleading because they were two wonder goals, um, but that's that's what I worry about. Just going to answer this call right now, Nick. Before I pass to you, hello, hello caller. Uh, all right, let me try that again. Hello, hello. Hey, who's Hello. Hey, I'm through. Third time trying. <laughs> I know, I'm, 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 in, yeah, I'm struggling. Who's that? Uh, it's Ian. Hello, Ian. Ian, also known as IT or CPO for OFC. Ah, oh, brilliant. We, we owe you a Wolf Zaha signed picture, don't we? Do you? I've forgotten all about that. Yeah, it's on its way. <laughs> it's on its way. The postman's got it. <laughs> don't I'll, 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 I'll let you off. Nah, um, li- listen, <laughs> listen, guys, um, just wanted to put a different view in on the um, uh, semi-final up at Cardiff. 
Uh, obviously, couldn't, couldn't get to the game due to work commitments, but managed to get down the glaziers and watch it down there. And first of all, I must say what a cracking atmosphere it was down there. Absolutely mm. brilliant. It was, you know, for the club to put, you know, just to open the bar for everybody was absolutely genius. Um, of course, the crystals were down there, so that was uh, even better. Um, but no what what I want to say was what an experience that cup run has been okay everyone was disappointed you know that we didn't get through but what an experience that has been for the youngsters who played the early games that night up at Old Trafford I think as a club we've got something to be very very proud of and it was Mm. just absolutely amazing absolutely gutted that we didn't make it but you know that's life that's a very, very good point, and thanks for adding some to some, some serenity to proceeding because I was starting to lose it in a rant. But um, I thought, <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely bang on there. Uh, that the, the, you know, you saw at the end of the game, you had Will. There's a brilliant picture of Will Saha in tears with Glenn Murray consoling him, and you can see it meant a lot to the guys to get through as it did us. But you're right in terms of an experience, it was something that they weren't probably weren't expecting. Uh, and it will stand them in terrific stead. Certainly the the better of those players that go on to, to bigger things will really mm. value that experience at their age. I think Nick wants yeah. to talk to you, though, so I'll let yeah, him know. Yeah, sure. Um, Hello, mate. Okay. The, yeah, I'm good. I love the way your Twitter name sounds like you're some sort of droid from Star Wars. Ben will love you. <laughs> 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 um, just just going with, with your point about the cup run, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. We got an email from Bambi about... Um, you know, if if you'd have asked us at the start of the season how well we'd do, and and mm. somebody if somebody had told me at the start of the season we'd beat Man United and get to a cup yeah. final, I'd have said, yeah, right. And, yeah. and yeah. I th- I think it's going to be positive for the players um, to have a disappointment, if that makes sense. Um, Doug yeah. was saying it, he, he's treating it like tells the players. I, I think he spoke about it about something else as well. It's it's like life, and it's what happens in life. Not everything goes. Yeah goes to plan and I, I think we'll come out stronger the other side of Definitely. it I just wondered what you thought in uh, having our next game after it to be against Brighton do you think that's the perfect game to bounce back or um, it's going to be embarrassing if we don't <laughs> um, I don't know that game's got so much on it you know I mean the rivalry the positioning in the league I don't think it could actually come at a worse time <laughs> but Oh, I'm hoping that we can uh, we can uh, recreate the uh, the three one drop in early on in the season that we gave them. So it's going to be tight. It's going to be very tight, but I think we could just about squeeze it. Um, in a sense, uh, hopefully, I've, I didn't see who they got drawn against because it's a Tim Pot trophy anyway. Now that we're yeah. not in the cup, <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see if Brighton suffer the same kind of thing that we did once we we got through to the semi final. I think our form actually dipped and. Dougie messed about with the squad and yeah. Thank you, Aaron. Um, so hopefully they'll have one eye on the Liverpool game because I know there are loads of psychopaths anyway. So it will Definitely. be like that. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, okay, anyway, I guess I guess that gap was for time for me to to go in. Okay, you are uh, you're gonna be you're off now, are you in? Anything else? You yeah, want to I'll. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, say again. So anything else you want to mention before we let? No, you go? that that was it. Just just what a cup run and and what a great. Uh, Accolade it's been for the club to get this far, and thank, thank, basically thank you to CPFC 2010. You know, it wouldn't have been, we wouldn't have been got this far if it wasn't for them guys. So no, that's brilliant. That's Thanks true. so much for your call, mate. And okay, br- see you soon, guys. Excellent point. Thanks very much. Cheers, Cheers mate. Bye. Bye. And uh, yeah, a bit of, yeah, as as I said, ed- added a bit of serenity serenity to proceedings. There, he's absolutely right. We you know we don't know how lucky we are in some ways, uh, Nick. Um, yeah, I mean you. You were obviously on your little mini bus on the way back from Cardiff 
on Tuesday night and the, the chat board went ballistic. I, I think it, we got a world record for red cards on the boards. Um, <laughs> I, I felt sorry for my son, Will, because he, he was a bit upset that he'd been talking for weeks about going to Wembley. But yeah. afterwards, he kind of got philosophical about it and, and said, yeah, we did, we did beat Man United away. And, you know, he remembers jumping around in the playground. Yeah. And, um, guess the kitchen appliance in the background. Now, that's the coffee machine. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think we should be, should be pleased with it and, and see yeah. it as an experience. And did we make much money out of it? Oh, I think so, yeah. Although, I mean, I saw a comment that we may have just, just about sort of covered the load, loan signings that we got to, to sort of cover our squad strength uh, in, in using the run. But, you know, it, you know, obviously the players we brought in, like... Uh, Egan, uh, Tumbaya, and all that, just just to give us enough squad strength to cope with the cut run. I think we used a lot of the money we made from from doing that. I I would have said those the two semi finals were on TV. They were both near enough sellouts if you exclude Cardiff being unable to shift the away tickets. We you know we we would have benefited hugely not just on the pitch but off the pitch. Bit of positive exposure for the football club. So so many reasons to be happy with that with that run, but. Um, Obviously, the overriding feeling of disappointment that we we didn't quite make that step, and to lose it on penalties, I think, is the thing. Um, it's a horrible way to 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 lose any football match. There's probably not much honour in winning it that way either. But I think on the on balance of play, we didn't quite have enough to get past Cardiff, and that's no shame when you consider the money that they've spent over the last few years. Um, you know, they've set themselves up as a premiership club. They've got an extremely rich owner now who I, who's obviously guaranteeing all their massive, massive debt. But um, I don't know how long that will continue if they don't, if they don't go up. But I, they're, they're set up for big things and, and they'll have their moment. Um, I hope it all counts for nothing. I hope, you know, I, I had to witness a lot of celebrations afterwards because we couldn't get out of the ground and all sorts. You know, and it, and it really did sort of stick in the throat a little bit. And I... I you know, I would hate. I would like for that to to have all counted for nothing at the end. Uh, you know, they get their day in Wimbledon, they get humiliated. That's my ideal situation. Um, I won't go into it. You know, there was things before the game with my group being basically set on by a load of middle-aged Cardiff thugs throwing glasses at us and stuff like that. It left a little bit of a sour taste in the mouth, really. But there's no need for that, is there? No, absolutely. But uh, but these things these things do happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would like to. I'd like to like to have been able to wish them good luck. But I really I really don't mean it. So I'm not going to. I thought if we just sort of finish on the uh, the sort of we'll talk about penalties and then I want to talk a little bit about the atmosphere before we before we finish and. Obviously, the penalties were disappointing. Kenny Miller's penalty was probably the worst one, and there was obviously uh, jubilation when that happened. Um, but I, I couldn't at the time. I just thought it's the first penalty. I'm not going to get excited about it, and I hate to have been proved correct. And it, it's yeah, I, they, uh, certainly there were people there who didn't look like they wanted to take the penalty, and I can't blame them. I wouldn't want to either. It's it would. it's bleeding yeah. terrifying, isn't it? It's it's just too much on it. We've got a young team and. You know, to have Sean Scannell walk up and and to see see him distraught, and you know he's got no reason to to feel distraught and to feel that he's let anyone down because, you know, he he plays like he loves this football club, and I believe that you know he does. And I just he's the sort of per- he cares, and and we care because they care. It's the way it works. That was the thing. That was the the headline for the picture that came out of, of with Murray and uh, and Zaha. It's just. 
Yeah. I feel I feel worse for them than I do for us as, as supporters because we we've had our fun, we've gone all over the place, we've had our day out in Old Trafford that they had, but you know they feel bad. Uh, Aaron, you want to make a point? Yeah, just the the two players you really wanted on the pitch was uh, Ambrose. I've got sub for McShane and Garvin, who looked look most confident at taking penalties, but. I think it was, it was Jelinek, wasn't it? I like his little finger wave as he walked back. That's quite nice. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he... It's a shame, isn't it, really? Just, they they were distraught, and it's yeah. never nice. No, absolutely not. But, I mean, but let's let's not dwell on that. It was... it was no. There were poor penalties, and certainly I felt for Johnny Parr at the end. He, he had to be literally pushed to go and take one, and that's not a good... It's not a good sign when you see someone walking up to take a penalty. No, that's uh, true. He literally shoved up there to go and do it. Uh, Nick... Yeah, uh, my my son made a made a point. He knows more about football than me at the age of seven. He said, "I've never seen Spironi <laughs> save a penalty. Can't they bring Price on for the shootout? That mm. would have been different then." Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I can recall Spironi saving penalties. I couldn't tell you what games that they were, but but he is a fantastic shot stopper. But I think I think he's he's not. Again, he's probably not a. a I wouldn't say a regular penalty saver, but I, I don't know. Really? I think if you, t- I think the the um, the, the saying is, I've just got, a, <laughs> I just got a tweet from Albert, who's not presenting today, obviously. Uh, is it? He says, "I like Badger A." I think he means Badge. Smash Brighton, please, Chris. I miss you. I think we'll keep that <laughs> off there. Um, thanks for that, Albert. We'll uh, we'll t- we'll have a very quick run through the Badge choices in a sec. Um, <clears throat> I've got loads and loads of emails I haven't got to yet either. This is getting ridiculous. Um, I just want to end end the Cardiff discussion. On um, just a little bit of um, there's a there's a difference between how I felt at the time and how I feel now. Um, now the dust has settled and the emotion has slightly left. I'm still gutted, which I'm surprised about. I thought I would have been a bit more, um, should we stay uh, grounded like Ian was when he called in earlier? But I'm obviously a bit of a spoiled one child. So, um, I, but I would say on reflection that I, I don't think we did too badly, and I think I think we certainly could. We can be proud of what they did. Um, well, I just like to talk about the atmosphere as well. It was good old-fashioned um, kind of atmosphere. You had the uh, Dougie Freeman's Red Blue Army chant, and it went on for the, the entire of extra time. It was like the last ten minutes of the game, and then the entire of extra time, including the breaks. And Cardiff tried to sing over it, and and, and they couldn't. And in the end, they were standing there, literally open mouthed, looking at us. And the you know the roof was shaking with the noise and. It was it was magical to be part of that, and I'm so gutted that it didn't come to come for anything because that would have been the moment people were talking about for for years to come. Because you know we we needed an extra man, and we got it from the supporters. We got we got about an extra man and a half, I think, in extra time, and it's just so so frustrating that it didn't count for anything. But let's you know let's not get too despondent about that. Um, oh dear, let's try. Yeah, and Chris, be- sorry, can I ask oh. you a question about that? Um, yeah. How- just before uh, extra time started, the fans, Dougie brought the, the players over to the Palace fans. How did that feel yeah. like from the crowd? Um, it was one of, I have to say, I wasn't, I was right up the back, like I always am, to be honest. And I, and I saw it happen. And at the time, even though it was a really easy two and two together, to see that he was using us as, as his inspiration, as his team talk, uh, it, I didn't really, <laughs> didn't really put that together at the time. I just thought it was nice that they seemed to be playing at that end. But um, that would be the drink for you. But uh, but I think it was it was a very sensible thing to have done. And I'm sure those that realised would have been touched by that. As, as you know, certainly it's recognition of the distance people had travelled and the, and the noise that they were making, and how that you know we 
we were there for, for them as much as they're there to for us to watch a game of football we were there for them to draw strength from and I thought it was you know it's, it's the sort of togetherness at the club that, that Dougie understands and that's that's the best thing for me that we've got owners and we've got management staff that understand that fans want to feel part of the club and that's that's what a club is isn't it you pay you pay money for they membership club, and you, yeah well, exactly and that's that's a yeah but, but that's what it's all about you're all in it together and it was nice to have that. It's, like I say, it's a shame it didn't work out for the best, but we'll, you know we've, we'll have another go next season. Now let's let's push up the table and, and try and sneak in those playoffs. So, um, pick up on a couple of uh, emails really before I move on. Uh, well, I think let's start with Graham. Uh, Graham Burt emailed in. Um, I've put it in a really poor order. Apologies. He said we did exactly what I hoped we wouldn't do on Tuesday. We sat back and let Cardiff take the game to us. Conceded such an early goal, I'm disappointed we didn't even try to take the game to Cardiff and go after the away goal, which would have made all the difference. Um, well, we sort of covered that, but I, you know, I know it's, it's... Again, your next point is we're hard to take the defeat having come so close. Would we come so close if we went after it is, is the question, I suppose. If you give, give the fact we went down to the lottery of penalties, that's, that's the kind of debate that will be never-ending, really. Um, Thanks to a combination of a fantastically organised defence and poor finishing, but in the end we were the authors of our own downfall. Yeah, I understand, certainly understand the point, Graham, and it it was, certainly at the time I was very frustrated that we didn't create more, but, you know, with with the benefit of hindsight, I'm not convinced that the the attack in Cardiff would have produced anything other than a defeat myself, but... um, but there we go. Uh, regarding the inclined situation, I read that bit about earlier. Um, Tuesday's game will dictate whether we slip towards the bottom half of the table or push on towards the playoffs. I just hope there isn't a hangover from last week. We haven't scored three goals at home this season, so Tuesday is the ideal time to start. Yeah, we don't... Yeah, I think... I think, well, anyone would be kicking them... Well, would be falling over themselves to get a uh, to get a repeat of the 3-1... Um, I don't see it that way personally, but uh, we'll talk about that in a sec. But I mean, absolutely. Let let's hope there is no hangover, and let's hope that the fact that they played on Saturday won't give them any favours either. Um, <coughs> Graham says he's currently in Sheffield, having taken his wife to watch her beloved Blades get stuffed by Brum yesterday. Uh, that would have cheered you up. Hey, <laughs> um, just under that email, Aaron, if you're looking at the right document, there is a, a message from Dave that he sent me by private message on Homesdale. Can you read that? No, you can't, can you? No, I can't. Where the damn is it? It's just highlighted and everything. <sighs> I just give up. I mean, you know... What? Is that the one from Ramsey? No, it's the one from uh, Dave. That's why I said oh, Dave. Oh, Harlow. Um, no. It. Under that, yeah, I saw That's it. Yeah, do it. Um, can I you speak into your microphone? I thought he's debut yesterday. <laughs> Jeez, he Lord. did okay. It was yep. a bit of a long ball affair. He got a couple of decent crosses in and got an assist for one of Rotherham's goals. Also playing in that game, Rag Jr., Billy Bingham and Lewis Grabham. Didn't yeah, he cross it for um, <laughs> Bingy to score? No, it was Martin who crossed for Grabham to score. No, it was Grabham who crossed for Martin. That was about uh, Kieran Cadogan, that, that message there from Dave, um, who you will know as the prop man from the one show. <laughs> um, oh, that... Um, Collier Row Eagle, correct. Hello, Collier Row Eagle. Uh, we've got a few bits and pieces from Ramsey. Aaron, have you, can you see those? I doubt I can, Chris. Bloody useless, <laughs> aren't you? How yeah, about yeah, if, been, how about if I try and, try and highlight it like this? I'm doing that now. Can you see it now? I'm just going to read it. Oh, a, yeah, you read it. I've got it now, but you can read it. Go on. 
there's been a lot of discussion on the tactics after the game at Cardiff. Are we being too defensive? Do we need to try and score more goals rather than plan on nicking games 1-0? Ramsey. That's basically the debate we've been having. Um, I actually want to know what you guys would like to see. Aaron, you've actually told me you'd like to see a 4-4-2 with additional striker. Striker, excuse me. So, just Nick. I've been thinking throughout the show, actually, about the, the whole defence versus attack kind of argument and I was just thinking how many how many points do we need to be to say we're safe and secure um, 50. 50 how how far are we off of that now is Dougie going for the let's wait till we're safe and then be a bit more experimental kind of route possibly or or is he just going to unleash them for the weed he who dares wins unleash them for the weed definitely <laughs> I think personally I think that as, as I said earlier I think that there's got to be a, a sort of a desire to, to push ourselves a bit harder now. I think we've opened ourselves up. Uh, sorry, we've, we haven't opened ourselves up because we haven't wanted to lose games. And, and we've done well, but teams are wise to it now, in my view. I think everyone knows what they're going to get. Oh, we're going to go to Palace, so they're going to stick two banks of four or, or bank of four and a bank of five behind the ball, and we're going to have to try and break them down. That's what it's going to be. Uh, but we don't have to do much to nullify their threat. That's, you know, they, they need... Two players on Zaha, maybe three. Barge uh, him off the ball. Then they need to flood the midfield. And then and then we've got no attacking threat. And I think that's that's the problem. The problem isn't that we're, we're not hard to beat because we're extremely hard to beat. The problem is that what was working before and getting us quite a few... We were creating a fair few chances. Uh, anyone, again, go back to the Ipswich game. Anyone who saw that was the biggest 1-0 thrashing ever. We created chance after chance and didn't take any of them probably overplayed really I'm not sure how many actually ended up in shots but that's the sort of the, the way we were playing um, that, playing on the break it's a good style but if you break a specific way and don't have you know when we had Ivor Zahar or Scannell both doing the same sort of Ivor. breaking <laughs> shut up when we had Zahar <laughs> or Scannell doing that um, that breaking uh, it, looked, it looked pretty good, but obviously Scannell's form for a variety of reasons dropped a little bit and Wolf's been getting well and truly kicked out of games. So we, we need a plan B and we haven't had a proper plan B for some time. And I and I, I just think it's set up it's set up now to go and uh, go for it. to go yeah, to go and win a game of football. We know what we well, he they will all know what we want from a game against Brighton and that's nothing short of a victory. We don't want to go there and Eke out and nil nil. We don't want to go. We want to go there and completely blow them away. We want five, and <laughs> whether we do we'll want that, five, <laughs> whether we'll get that or not, that's another question. But um, we, you know, we're not going to want. We'd see a, a sort of dull game of football and a damp squib. We don't want that. So that that's my my basic feeling is on that. I don't know if you guys have got any further thoughts. Silence. No. More than I though. I say silence. I heard something from Nick, but it was very it's quiet. It's our biggest game of the season at home, to be perfectly honest. And um, after the last time we played them, where I paid a fortune to get in, to see us <laughs> get beat 1-0 by a team that obviously didn't know the enormity of the game. Yeah. Um, I think this team that we've got, especially with Dougie as manager, will know how important the game is to the fans. And, and I'd say this is a bigger game than the Cardiff semi-final because... I hate them. I hate them. Absolutely. I did hear someone scream gold in the background. Why? <laughs> no, that was, that was my missus yawning. <laughs> I just said a sorry, Ben. In the background. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Um, okay, well, look, we'll, we'll leave that, that there. I think that's all the emails. There were some other messages from Ramsey, but I think I've copied and pasted over them. Sorry, mate. Um, there were some very good points there, but I can't remember what they were. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, anyone else shame. that I missed as well? There's probably a fair few. Apologies for missing you out. But let's let's move on now and have a very, very quick reference to the badge situation, and then we'll, <coughs> we'll let you all go, I think. Oh, we've got to talk about Brighton again. We've done some of that, fortunately. But, um, okay, look, badge, badge choices. I've given mine as B. Um, Mark, I think, chose B stroke E. Aaron, you've chose B stroke E in the past. Is that correct? Yeah, that is true. Okay, Ben has picked E, so E is looking very favourable at the moment. Nick, you've picked E, which is very favourable at the moment. And Albert sent me that uh, offensive tweet earlier on, didn't he? Um, <laughs> what was it now? He picked bad, Badger A. So Badger A, that is. Um, just to quickly run through what they are, uh, Badge A is the uh, not non-framed eagle sitting on top of a circular crystal palace badge with uh, crystal and palace either side of the badge. Um, not bad. Looks very good on, on certain merchandise, not so great on others. Crest B that I like um, is the shield shape, the Americanized one that people like to call it. Um, I just think it looks... It's the most consistent on the on the when you look at the galleries on the on the official site. I think it looks the best over every single type of surface. That's that's just my opinion. Uh, Crest C, I'm not sure about at all. Um, that's another shield shape, but I think the Crystal Palace foot itself is trying to be represented. But the Crystal Palace the towers either side of the eagle on the ball look like sort of chimneys. So I'm not massively a fan of that. Uh, Crest B is a very uh, plain eagle on a crystal palace um again no framing but it looks pretty good on some of the uh leisure wear and stuff like that shall we say but probably not so good as a badge in my opinion crest e the most popular one is the cir- red circular crystal palace badge with a blue eagle on a blue crystal palace That's, uh kind of the most retro one isn't it really looking at it is it is very it is retro it also represents mo- the majority of what's currently on our badge uh, which i think is why it's the popular choice at the minute um, and Crest F is a really peculiar shaped eagle on top of a strangely stylized Crystal Palace. So, not massively sure on that, but uh, Nick? Um, if we move to Crystal Palace Park, I'd yep. be all for getting a kind of Paris Saint Germain affair with the uh, television transmitter, transmitter on the badge <laughs> with an eagle on top. <laughs> I like that. Well, the, the only thing that worries me, and I, and I think I said this last week, but I'm not completely sure, I might have dreamed it. Uh, the one thing that worries me a little bit is that if we open having this as a vote and we end up with something that the owners or owner or whoever making the decision aren't particularly keen on, how long before they think I've got to get this changed again? And yeah. this type not going to offer people, give people an option. I, I worry that, that you'll end up with something that the fans didn't want and the owners don't want. And that's that's the fear for me. Um, I'll be interested to see the result of the vote, and that's I think that's in the next week or so. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But is it Tuesday night with the Brighton game in the transfer window? Are they going to have a transfer ticker on the big screen at the game? I mean, I've heard. I, I can't. I don't. I don't know whether it's true or not. I've heard from someone who says they've seen our new kit. Um, I can't. I won't describe it because if it's wrong or it's a third kit or something like that, I, I just think that you know I'll end up looking like a complete dick. How long do it get on the usual. side? But if it is as it's been described to me, um, I think people are going to absolutely love it, and I think, um, well, it, it's another change, 
but I, I couldn't honestly say it, it sounded it sounded really impressive and and something very unique. Um, so I'm oh, yeah, not I'm pink, in, is it? <laughs> it certainly isn't. Pink. <laughs> it's not but pink. Again, uh, early rumours. It's just hearsay. I don't have any specific inside knowledge, and it's it was said in a similar time. I was told Nathaniel Klein would be leaving the club the following day, so it, it might not be the case. So let's not worry too much about it. But um, but yeah, I think I think personally, I think we're in for some interesting changes that I think people will probably end up liking quite a lot, in my Good opinion. To hear. Good to hear. Right, okay, so that, that's the badge done, not in the detail we were planning. We were planning 25 minutes on that, but uh, I think the transfers got away from us. It was a bigger subject than I thought. Um, mm. But that's not to worry. Um, just a quick preview of Brighton. We've talked about it before. I just want to get some thoughts from you guys on, on what sort of a team you'd like to see. Aaron? I'd like to see, a, as I have said, a 4-4-2 would be nice. A very attacking team. We need to go out there and really go for it. We cannot sit back because Brighton has the potential to do some damage and we cannot lose at home because I will not be going to college ever again <laughs> end of we must win 5-0 nothing less thank you good night <laughs> ok Aaron fair enough uh, before I hand to you Nick actually you can do it yourself you got, you got a tweet in from Wayne that sort of is relevant to this um, Baggy reminds me of Charlton sorry that's the last one and I think Murray should be dropped and the early season combo of Scannell and Easter brought back in with Garvin in the middle Mm. So a kind of Garvin sandwich <laughs> between Scannell and Easter. Garvin sandwich. Actually, Garvin did very well in um, the advanced midfield role against Blackpool, I have to say. So um, I don't know. Um, yeah, um, as Aaron's quite rightly pointed out, uh, we we dropped Murray. He scored against Brighton last time. He'll probably want to do it again, I think. So I'll be, I wouldn't drop him for that game myself. Um, I, I would like to see a change of some sort and I, to me I think the natural change the, the natural way for this uh, club squad to progress the natural formation to progress too would be to switch in the midfield and instead of having two two defensive midfielders with one one forward would be to have one defensive midfielder with two in a more attacking role um, and I think Jednak has shown that he can do that defensive midfield um, role on his own um, and, and still be very very comfortable and ahead of him, you can then put the likes of Garvin and KG or uh, Williams when he's back and, and be more of an attacking force. And one, those players, can, certainly one of them can look to you know, get in the box on a regular basis and provide the sort of goal threat that Neil Dans used to provide. Um, I, I don't know if you've got any sort of thoughts on that. Uh, well, Nick, you said Calvin needs what? What, Calvin? What? Oh, it's just a uh, Lewis serial thriller argument that's been going on in the chat room. Um, yep. about There's a thread on nicknames for, for Calvin. And yeah. uh, he, he kind of got called Clavin uh, a bit. And um, I think it's not quite an anagram, but Clavin's Nadscrew kind of seems <laughs> to stick. Uh, see, I'm not, I have to say, I'm not a massive fan of that thread. I can, I've got, you know, I can see the, the humour side of it. But, you know, the poor lad, he doesn't pick himself. I think I think that was one of the points that Ramsey made earlier on that I managed to delete somehow. But he's talking about players who don't really have a future at the club and should we just let them go and all that sort of stuff or try and move them on. I mean, no. how, do you, how do you move on a player? I know you don't want Calvin to go. It's going to happen at some <laughs> time, though. Oh. But I just think, I mean, he, he's a good example. Uh, the, the, it hasn't worked for him here. Uh, I think we have to say he's, he seems a very positive influence on the squad. Uh, and he, he certainly puts in everything that he's got. But I think I think because of 
previous performances and because of the reaction of the supporters, I just think he's just not going to ever ever make it here. So we need he's the sort of player you need to move on. But how do you move someone that, that people don't want? People might well want, um, you know, people might well want him for nothing at some point. But can we give him a free transfer? It's too many questions to answer. That's the sort of thing that you, uh, you think. Were we not singing his name against Blackpool? Yeah, we were. But I think it was done out of uh, sarcasm rather than any kind of uh, delight. Anyway, I just on that subject, um, Chris. When I was when I was little, I said to me, "Dad, can I have fifty p for being good?" And he said, "Can't you be good for nothing?" And look at me now. That's oh good. my god! He's here all week. Yeah. <laughs> I am. They don't tell me when the calls ended. I'm, I'm sat here all week. Just sit here waiting for it to go again, don't you? Um, <laughs> got another email in, but it just says instantly boost your website's traffic. <laughs> it's from Instant Booster. Uh, it says, "What if you could drive thousands of customers to your website from major search engines that are exclusively looking for your product slash offer for free?" Sounds good. Deal. It's str- I, I'm not. Uh, it's a strange, strange email. I'm. I'm not sure. How to respond to that is. I got a, a text good... saying I won three thousand pounds of compensation the other day. Was it for an accident that you had? <laughs> yeah. And found I dislocated you... my shoulder. Well, just, just found the message from Ramsey. It's past all the. Oh my god! Uh, you read out Bambi's one earlier on, didn't you, Nick? Um, I alluded to it a bit. Yeah. yeah. We read, he says to all the negatives. Would Would you believe that we got so far and be halfway up the league this time? If you asked in September, I think a lot of negative people would say no. They were telling us we'll be relegated. So. That's a very good point. That's, uh, is that your type in there, Chris? Keep up the God work. Is it God work? No, done? but it, it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is accurate. Um, I found Ramsey's point where he says, "Would be like, um, we'd like to know how why people are getting so uppity about however, however any however mild criticism of Dougie or his tactics." He says it's like being a part of a cult where the revered leader is immune to any negative comments. This is South London, not North Korea. Mm. So, guys, how do you feel about criticism? On Dougie, then are you? Are you? Do you think there's any place for it, Aaron? First, um, there is place for it to a certain level. You can criticise him on some of his tactics, but then again, don't forget he's learning. He's he only did his badges a couple of years ago, didn't he? And he does have the backing of Lenny Lawrence, who is a he's a tactical genius. And as time will go on, Dougie, he will learn it. And he will become and refine his tactics more. There is level for criticism, but you can't yeah. really give too much because you have to remember he's only just starting out. Mm. Uh, Nick, I mean, you you would have seen all the uh, all the comments on the boards. Do you, do you think perhaps people are over t- over the top in their defence of Dougie? I yes and no. I actually stopped looking at Palace talk for a bit because it threw <laughs> me head in. Um, can't imagine what. just go back if if we had this. Uh, if thank goodness it wasn't the interweb. Um, when Steve Cobble first took over, that's all I can say. I've heard that point made a fair few times that that people. I mean, there was people even during our successful period. There's, there were people who used to write into the papers and, and slate Cobble for his tactics and his. You know, when you look back at that now, it's, it seems ridiculous that a, a man who could get Crystal Palace to finish third in the top division would take criticism, but he did, and um, obviously, what? Stop breathing into that microphone. You sound like a sex pest. Jesus. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's gone past that, nine, though. That was you, wasn't it? Nick? Oh, that's all right. <laughs> yes, all right. past nine. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I think I think the point Ramsey's making is that again. I know, I know, he's probably probably said some things and got some negative response back on on the boards. I I think there's nothing wrong with defending um, 
you know, someone like Dougie Friedman, who's doing a very good job, uh, and and is revered at Palace. There's, there's nothing wrong with defending that, but you need to look at the. It's all about context. You need to look at the, the contents of the criticism. If someone's criticising him because they're frustrated about losing to Cardiff, then I see, I see it's fair game to have a go because if you're letting your frustration at something that wouldn't have happened without him. Mm. Uh, if you're letting your frustration at not winning a penalty shootout when you were down to 10 men in the second half and you got through the whole of it, you're letting that sort of frustration get to you and you're just you're digging at someone for that, then I think yeah. you have a problem. If what you say is, look, we did really, really well to do that, but I think we've got to start, we've got to change our game, like pretty much we all have done on this show tonight. If you do that, then I think that's a fair criticism. It's fair to say we're not creating enough, and it's fair to say that as however well we're doing, we can't just stay like static like this because we won't progress. But I would just say there's nothing to suggest, in my view, that we're not progressing. And there's nothing to suggest, in my view, that Dougie won't move us that stage on. We've come a long way. Uh, Just because, yeah, we have come a long way. And I I think we're still going. And I think people need patience and and need to understand that a lot of the criticism of criticism is because people, not because people don't agree and don't think that you have a point, it's because you're not you're not patient enough in my view but it doesn't happen overnight does it it has to build up it does but there's you know there there is legitimate things to be critical of right now and and i've read some very very good posts um which people have immediately uh taken an an offense to uh and and i think that they they you've got to be on your guard not to be so rejecting of every single post of criticism because there's a lot of logic in there and there's a lot of things and that's it's a message board it's a discussion board both Holmesdale and the bbs are there for discussion mm. if you post an opinion it doesn't mean everyone's going to agree with it but you can certainly talk about it and you can talk about why you think that and people should talk about why they don't agree and what you shouldn't be doing is slating each other for not having the same opinion that's yeah. just my view and I, I know it's <sighs> each situation is different and as I said the context is different in each situation but I think people have a right to be critical of the current setup, providing that there's a nod in the direction of where where we've got come uh, in in comparison to where we were when when they took over yeah Um, so let's let's leave that there I think we've we've done long enough Uh, well last little sort of bits and pieces really Um, we've got this massive massive game against Brighton on Tuesday, I, I've had one of uh, one of the people I go with, uh, to football with has said it, it, our whole season hinges on this. Uh, although he did say that about the game at Cardiff, um, <laughs> to give it some perspective, we've um, we've got two major rivals, uh, Brighton and Millwall. We've uh, played Millwall twice, four points, not lost, not conceded a goal, uh, beat them at their place. Uh, we were the first team to beat Brighton in the league at the Amex Stadium. Uh, and then this game, we've just got this game, and if we avoid defeat or win, uh, avoid defeat or win. If we get a draw or win, let's say it like that. <laughs> that didn't work, did it? <laughs> if, we, no, it didn't. if we get, if we, then to me, I, I will be, I will be absolutely made up because football is all about rivalry. It's all about that and setting yourself that little benchmark there. And I can't. Yeah. I can't be unhappy if we get in that situation. No matter what anyone says, we're not going down this season. Um, I don't think we'll go up, but I think we'll give it a good go. Okay, I somewhere just realised I'm nodding there and you can't hear that on the radio. No, I, I totally agree I with nod. you, Chris. <laughs> I totally agree with you. <laughs> yeah. um, 
and I'm looking I'm, I, from a selfish point of view about Cardiff I've actually got to get up there to the game very early on Tuesday to renew my season ticket because it's 4th of February the last day you can do it it is yeah. cheap, and because I'm getting the old um, I'm a poor boy I have to get it in installments so I've got to get I'll be doing that shop before the game <laughs> yeah. so fair days a few beers and um, yeah I think we'll do them yeah I, I mean, I can't wait, personally. I really can't wait. I mean, I'm, I'm really interested to see if Noon plays, if, if it's true that a fee's been agreed with Cardiff for him, because he was a pain in the arse, in my view. And, I, and they took him off at, at the Amex, I think. Or, or they switched wings. I can't really remember exactly what happened. I know I know, but I know he was giving us a nightmare, Wait, giving Rapport Ramage an absolute nightmare until we brought yeah. uh, Johnny Parr on. All right. I just fucking love Doctor Who. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.